Welcome to Leadership Matters, a podcast hosted by me, Steve Parker. This is a series that brings a fresh perspective to leadership motivation and how to succeed by talking to a diverse range of CEOs, business managers, and world-class talent. We also offer some personal insights and tips to help you in your career. Each episode aims to provide a snapshot into the life and philosophy of some of Taiwan and the world's most successful leaders. And to find out more about why, leadership matters. We are super, super lucky to have Moon Yu in the uh, in in the studio today. She's, she's an incredible person. I've been lucky enough to meet her through some other people that I know. Um, she's an expert on all things social media, internet, digital age. Tell us a little bit in, in a couple of 30 seconds or so about this journey of yours from going from where you were working in AR and marketing and stuff to building your own startup company and, and how that how that journey has kind of taken place. <laughs> Sure, absolutely. Well, thanks for having me, first of all. Um, so let me quickly start off with where I where I was educated. In matter of fact, I was actually educated as a biochemist. So I was actually a, supposed to be a scientist. I was actually supposed to make my parents proud at one point, um, <laughs> but that never is happened. This, is this a, an Asian thing? <laughs> it know, is an Asian thing. I... By being a scientist or a doctor or a lawyer or something like that? Yeah, pretty much. You're either, well, honestly, like you're either a doctor, a lawyer, or a disgrace. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're the third one, but you're a successful disgrace, so we're very happy to have you. <laughs> Uh, so I started off with my studies in biochemistry and then uh, obviously it's, it was kind of difficult, especially coming back to Asia. So I was educated in London and coming back to Asia, there wasn't really a, a good career path for me. So the best outcome for me would be a pharmaceutical sales and which that wasn't something that I was interested in. And so I basically, I used all my first jobs um, salary for the first three, four months salary. I just invested in a course which is a startup incubator course. So it's more like what we call pre-ideation incubator. So what it does is that it's pretty much teaching you how to do a startup or how, how to get into the tech industry. Um, it was really worth it. I was a blank piece of paper. I went in, I learned all the tricks. I learned how Apple did their thing. I learned about how you know all these tech giants started their companies and just went viral. And so I have attempted to, you know, find different companies, but I have been working for some instead. So uh, since the beginning of my career, I was working in like virtual reality, augmented reality, um, digital content. Then I switched to uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning. And after a few years, I was just unlucky enough. I got fired uh, by two companies. Like basically I went broke and I got fired. All happened within a year. And that was just, uh, I would say, misfortune because it was the time when Hong Kong had like a political unrest then shortly after the COVID. And so it was just, you know, it's a macroeconomic status. It's nobody's fault for that. And I was a little bit tired and sick of not being able to control where I am in life. And so I was like, well, since all my previous startups failed and I tried working for someone else to, to get the stability, didn't work out. I, I don't have any opportunity costs now, so why don't I start my own thing? Um, then that's when I got my first deal. I actually almost went into a French company um, 
as a conglomerate, uh, more than a century old, that they're doing digital transformation at that time. So they tried to hire me as an in-house like digital officer. But then I was like, well, seems like you guys don't have any idea what you're doing and I don't want to take the heat for everyone. So why don't we do that? You don't have to hire me and pay me salary, but I'll register a company tomorrow and then I'll take your projects as deals. And so that's how I closed my first deal. And obviously, like I, I got a little bit of um, profit off of it. Then I just started building my team. When I ask friends of mine who are around your age, they all share something fairly common, the successful ones. They just ask for what they want. Is, it, is there something in kind of your makeup or, or in your generation's makeup that have changed how you operate? Not really, I guess. It was more like I grew up in a very traditional Asian family and um, they, they really did give me hell for uh, <laughs> not trying to have a stable job. Um, they even, you know, tried to ask some of my friends to give me a job or whatever. And I, I just went the other way because I was a little bit rebellious since I was a kid uh, in a good way. I mean, I, I'm not like a bad kid, but I, I just have my own ways and I believe my own instincts. So I just went ahead with it, honestly. And I guess this is having your own way is the path to success, really, isn't it? I would say so. <laughs> right? How, how is the, why has the digital thing really kind of got, why has that got on your skin? I guess it's, it was since the very first time I got in touch with the entire tech industry. Um, because ch things change every single day. I mean, AI came out, we, we lose our jobs. <laughs> that's the end. So that's pretty much like the reason why it got me excited. You've had a number of startups. You've tried. You've failed. You've worked in some companies, hasn't worked out for you necessarily. You're now leading a team. Yeah. You've developed a team. Mm -hmm. How do you, there are two different parts to this question. One is credibility, and I'm not challenging you on this, but I'm saying it's a challenge as a, as a person who maybe doesn't have the runs on the board mm -hmm. to say, I'm now your leader, you must go with me. Mm -hmm. So how do you develop that kind of vision and authority? And also how do you then just, just get people to be interested in what you're doing? How do you get people to come into your company and also buy into this kind of dream of what you want to create? Mm -hmm. It's a big question. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it with you. <laughs> no problem. I mean, there are different types of leadership, in my opinion. So I would say two things. I set the tone. I set the vision. But then the authority comes from them. I would say this is my style of leadership. And at least for now, I think it works out because a lot of them come to me with questions that are more personal. They would be like, Moon, how can I grow as a person? How can I learn these things? And how can I de develop you know, into a manager or into like the, the, the team lead? Like These are the things that I would be more than uh, happy to work with them on. And I guess like this is just my, my way of doing things. Moon, I wanted to come back to talk about uh, this authenticity that you've kind of alluded to just now. Um, you said about building loyalty through compassion but also being the leader that you know that you are. How, how do you, I mean, do you have advice for people to try to discover who their authentic selves are? Because I feel why I'm asking this question is I feel that a lot of people kind of try to make up a leadership style or they try to copy a leadership yeah. style, you know, especially in, in the corporate world. You know, I see this all the time. I see people, little people playing as big people or little people pretending to be, Richard Branson or or, or pretend yeah. to be some, you know, they use these things they've read or they've been taught or whatever they're, and obviously examples help us. But how did you go about discovering your your authentic self? 
Mm, I would, okay, I would put it this way. Um, I wasn't a very, okay, I was a good kid. I still went to school, you know, I went to a good uni, I got good education, but I was never the top performer. So, and, but I was still a very aggressive and ambitious person. Um, so I was always thinking and asking myself, like, what can I do to outperform others? And I can't, I cannot be Richard Branson. I can't be Elon Musk. I don't have an IQ of 200. It's, it's just impossible. <laughs> so I was always, you know, asking myself, like, how can I make things work the way I want it to work? And then I started journaling. I actually started, you know, writing down things that I know, and I, I tried to understand my myself as a person. And I think a lot of people, there's nothing wrong with these people, especially in the corporate world, trying to like mimic or, or just kind of imitate what other people are doing. Um, because this is how we learn. Like we learn from, from copying, you know, it's just the same as, you know, an artist or like a musician, like you learn from uh, imitating others. But then at one point you'll need to start doing your own thing. And I think this is, this is something that distinguishes a good leader from a bad leader because you, you cannot be who you want to be just by doing what other people are doing because you have your own background, you have your own upbringing, your own experience, your own cultural background, everything. Like all these factors actually contribute to who you are and what makes you a great leader. So I guess like this is just one thing that most people missed out. So this idea of understanding what makes you tick, this journaling thing is a very interesting thing. Um, Self-reflection seems to be a solid theme with, with what I and again, it's subjective. I'm just saying the people that I meet and I talk to, the ones who I think are good leaders, mm-hmm. this idea of being uh, self-reflective, you know, uh, going into a situation and going, well, how did I, you know, <laughs> uh, did I handle that in the right way? Could I have done that better? I, I mean, I. but here's the thing that I find is really hard to do. And I, you know, I've been trying to be a leader you know, longer than you've been alive. <laughs> I, just, I just, I, I, I always, I find it really hard to. One is to reflect and to look and say, well, what did I do wrong, or what can I do better in this situation? But also, how not to be negative about that? How not to let that energy mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, well, God, I really could have done better then, but, 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 then also coming back the next time, right? Because mm-hmm. you know, especially as a new leader, right, you've got to see somebody and maybe in this particular engagement that you had with them maybe you were wrong mm-hmm. right yeah. Yeah. and then you've got to go back in the room the next day and you're the boss right yeah. <laughs> you know, how, how do you kind of keep up you know how do you keep this self-reflection going but also mm-hmm. keep that vision passion and say well here here's what we've got to go to i was wrong but you know <laughs> you've still got to listen to me how, yeah. how do you keep that passion going well, I would say it's really a perseverance. But if something matters a lot to you, like you're going to keep going, like no matter what. And I think um, learning how to apologize is one thing, obviously. Like you can be wrong. Everyone can be wrong. Nobody's a saint. Nobody's, you know, forever right. And I think the most important thing is you apologize for what you have made uh, <clears throat> mistakes on then you hop back into your own role and I think people see you as a better leader in that way and they actually would love to you know follow you even more in that way so I guess like 
compared to being a toxic leader who, who thinks like uh, he or she is always right and um, not really learning or self-reflecting. I think that's quite deadly and that's what holds their career path. Do, do you have mentors? Do you have people that you reach out to? Uh, I used to. Actually, I still do. I have quite a lot of mentors. Um, I started off my career because I went through a mentorship program, actually. And I it's called Shadow with CEO. And I did shadow a, a, a serial entrepreneur. And that's how I started. Um, then, obviously, over the years, I had great mentors, like... Um, from different industries, from different sort of background, and I just learn from everyone, honestly. And even mentors, mentors don't really need to be, you know, someone who's like more experienced or older or, or more successful. It, it, they could be people who are just, you know, around you. They could, could be your peers. Like everyone that I learn from, I would say they're a mentor, honestly. So mentorship for me, it's interesting now because, uh, you know, I, I reach out to now, um, you know, and we, and we have uh, Marlowe Studios, friends of ours, people who've worked for you. I think Jasmine and Freya, one of them has worked for you. I can't remember which one. Yeah, Jasmine. <laughs> Jasmine worked for you, right? And, and I reach out to them now, you know, and these are people who are, you know, they're actually, they're the daughters of friends of mine. You yeah. know, and I reach out to them because, because I want to learn something about the world that I don't know about. You know, I think people misunderstand mentorship as being like, you know, reaching out to some great guru who's done it all uh, and sits back on a mountainside and kind of passes down wisdom. But, you know, I think you made a really good point there is that, you know, reach out to people who have skills and understanding that you perhaps don't have. Yeah, absolutely. And I, so here's another thing. I mean, you seem a very, very positive person. And what, what I'm picking up from you is that you're not afraid to just go to somebody and say, hey, I want to learn about this. Can you please tell me? Yeah. Right? Is that that's not easy for everybody to do? How is that? How is that something that's built into your DNA, or have you kind of forced yourself to become this person? Uh, I would say so. Yes. Um, I was. I'm not sure if anybody can tell from the podcast or just you know from how I speak, but I am an introvert. I'm a true born introvert. Like I just I tr I get drained talking to people. <laughs> but then like well, I'm sorry um, about that. We'll. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like big crowds of people. And so usually, um, so when I started my career, uh, and especially my education was like in science and, and engineering and all that, like scientists don't get, you know, educated on how to speak. And we don't talk to people, we just stay in the labs. And when I wanted my career switch, and I actually went into my uh, career as a salesperson, as a business development and market launching person, um, I had to talk to people. And I forced myself to talk to people. So I think from there, I figured it's actually way faster for me to learn. And um, I, I just, I kind of, obviously reading is one thing, but then just talking to people, you learn way faster. So I guess like I overcame the fear of reaching out to people, but also I guess like um, there are people who reached out to me and they they did mention to me that they uh, you know learned a lot from me and I was like actually really like <laughs> there's something to learn from me <laughs> but then it seems like it works out and seems like it's a it's a mutual thing and so I I wasn't afraid because at one point I was reaching out to mentors obviously because I was a blank piece of paper then um, suddenly they come back to me and they started asking me for opinions and started asking me for for tricks and stuff and i was like actually this is more of a mutual relationship and i and i really love that so i think that's that's how that's what kept me going really 
this is a really interesting I, I remember the time in my life when people started to ask me questions and I, I was quite surprised by it you know I know you know people would come to me and go hey you'll know about this you know like, what what <laughs> you're asking me I'm for advice sure. <laughs> I'm the one who asks questions you know I know I'm not the one who <laughs> it's fascinating I, let, talk a little bit more about your kind of the, the digital thing that you're creating how, how are you, I mean, obviously you've got your company and we've talked a little bit about how you lead people. Mm-hmm. By extension, as a consulting company, and I use that word advisedly, as a consulting company that works for other people, you're also leading companies. You're leading other people, you're leading their visions. How do you go about building this collective vision where you're not sacrificing what you do, but you're also helping somebody to get to where they need to go? Um, I think it's a, it's a fine balance, really, because uh, I mean, I, the way that I do business is and this is what my, my dad is also a businessman and that's what he taught me. Um, it's, it's mainly built on in- integrity and honesty. Uh, obviously, like in business, not everything is like black and white, but also there's a there's I mean, the only um, goal is not to lose money if you're doing business, right? So I guess like that's the same for me and the same for my clients. So whenever we're consulting our clients or like they, they come to us with projects that they want to build. So we build web apps, mobile apps, like more consumer digital products for our clients. Um, but also when they come in with like 10,000 different features that they want to build, which is going to take, I don't know how many million dollars, I would be like, are you sure you want to put like that many, that many uh, uh, million that so like I don't know ten million into something that might not sell like are you really willing to do that and so usually we break it down into phases for them I was like why don't you test the water out with this um, if obviously if you're backed with uh, investors money and all that sort of thing good for you but then at one point it doesn't mean that you can just throw it all away and make. Um, impulsive decisions and so this is how i do my business and how i advise my clients i would always be like my goal is to let you earn money and not to lose money that's that's the the bottom line (laughs) that's a that's a very interesting business philosophy and it's one that i also subscribe to um i i just think a lot of well not a lot i mean some people i've encountered over the years uh would take the money you know, yep. very short term. It's like, I'm going to, you're offering me 5 million. And I, I think of, in some ways, I think of the example of something like a WeWork where, you know, people have thrown billions of oh, dollars yeah. into what was basically a real estate company, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, in the guise of being a digital investment. Um, yep. You know, the person asking for that money wasn't really saying, wasn't really thinking about how I can help you. They were really thinking about, and again, I don't want to judge. Um, maybe I'll move away from the WeWork example. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, the, this idea of like, you know, if somebody comes to you, in fact, I had an engage, you know, I, I'm going to share this with people if you don't mind. You know, you and I talked about, uh, I needed some advice on a certain topic and, and I came to you and you just said, look, I'm, I'm not going to charge you for this because it's pretty simple. Let me just tell you what it is. Right. And so you did. And it made me so happy that I want to work with you. <laughs> you know, I'm glad I actually to want to, that. Right? But but here's the thing, you offered me something, you've given me something, and it's made me it's made my life easier. And now I kind of want to think of ways that I can help you to make money. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think I the world is actually a much nicer place than most people think it is. Yeah. And also I guess like the bottom line, the theory is you don't kill a chicken for an egg for the egg. Right. So you really want to keep having the egg 
then you shouldn't be killing the chicken for it. And this right. is this is just, you know, I think it's, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if this is a, actually a cultural thing, but this is what we say in Chinese, so I guess. Sure. No, I I, guess, I, yeah, it, makes, it, it makes complete yeah. sense. But I think, you know, people talk about culture all the time, and I think often it actually comes back to the person. You know, it comes mm-hmm. back to the family. It comes back to the person. Culture is culture, and it, and it kind of drives us in a certain way. But I think there are people who are genuinely... Uh, and, and I find this with a lot of maybe introverted business people like yourself, where mm-hmm. you're more aware of the pain points that exist outside and externally. And I think these things, uh, this is what I'm reading from you. These things help you to kind of, well, these are the pain points that I've had and I don't want to kind of inflict those on somebody else. I, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. talking for you here, Moon. I, I apologize. Yeah. But it feels like, you know, if, if, you, if you're, what's the word for it? If you are sensitive to the world around you, then I think it makes you in some ways a better salesperson, a better business person. I would like to think so. Uh, obviously, I think it's also um, introverted uh, entrepreneur thing as well. Um, I think being an introvert, the best thing about that is you shut up and listen. You don't enjoy talking and you would always you know, stand at the side and, and observe. And so that actually gives you more clarity than you know, when you're actually talking. So I guess that's that plays in my my will. Really. How, how many people don't believe that you're an introvert? Most people don't believe that. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So this is an act, right? This uh, this kind of you know outgoing uh, entrepreneurial business person <laughs> that you've got. This is an act. I would say to some extent, yes. Yes. Okay. Do you get better at it? Does it get easier? Uh, yeah, it gets easier. Um, I mean, over over the time, I, th- I mean, over the years, actually, um, I became more and more comfortable with it. Like, I can talk to anyone, like, without any issues. I just need to recharge at home. It doesn't mean that I don't like talking. I, I love it. It's just I need my own me time. And so I would really, sometimes I just uh, turn off my phone, all, all my electronic devices, and then I start reading. That That's me. And also, I guess... Um, uh, I stopped going to, you know, many, like, so, all those social events. Um, I limit it to, like, one hour, and then I'm like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> so I guess, like, this is just my way of doing things. One-on-ones are, like, great. So what, I, what I've noticed, and I, and I, you know, I think you and I share something here that, you know, you and I seem to be the kind of the classic introverted extroverts, able to turn it on and able to use it when it's mm-hmm. necessary um, and positive. Um but I, I, like you, I require a lot of me time. <laughs> I require a lot of downtime. <laughs> you know, and people don't always understand that because when you're out and you're positive, they think, wow, you're so happy. That The hard thing is in your position, right? You're, you're, you're a business person. You want to build networks. You want to grow your business. And you're going to be asked to go and attend a lot of things. Yeah. How do you go about breaking this kind of, uh, you know, the importance? How do you prioritize you know, those moments where, okay, I need me time, this is my day for me, but I have to do this thing, or, or you know, how do you break down? Do you, I mean, do you list things out? Do you have an Excel spreadsheet of kind of priorities? <laughs> or, you know, well, sorry, Excel spreadsheet, that's very old. You probably have something really cool online that you use. Anyway, but, uh, you know, how, how do you prioritize these engagements that you have to, ha- or not have to have, but, you know, but you're being asked to be involved in? 
I would say it depends on first of all who was who was asking me uh, whether or not that person is like close enough, and uh, second of all is the the quality of the people because um, actually there are a lot of like events that I go to are like founders only or you know founders invite uh, invitation um, then end up you know you go in there there would be a bunch of uh, kids running around and and uh, pretty much you know hunting for jobs um, and I mean there's nothing wrong with that but obviously I I went there with a purpose. I really do want to understand a little bit more and learn from other people, learn from the quality people, and also possibly do some business. So for me, it really is like how I how I filter out is um, the organizer and also like what kind of people would go, and uh, also like what kind of setting would it be, um, whether or not it's you know worth going and there would be like uh, quality conversations going as well. I, I guess these are the the factors that I I really look at. So I think what I'm hearing from you is that you actually have to be a little bit selfish in a way. Yeah. You have to think not 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 in a in an evil way. I don't think selfish is evil. I just think, but you have to make some decisions for yourself. Oh yeah, for sure. And especially when when you're an entrepreneur, you don't have time. I mean, time is a limited resource for you. Then obviously, like if you dedicate the time, you better have some results, right? <laughs> I you know this time is a limited resource is just one of the most important things I think that anybody who wants to be a leader can uh, can learn to understand. Resources are limited, right? The world has mm -hmm. limited resources, but time is, is well, depending on who you speak to, some physicists say time is unlimited. But anyway, <laughs> time, is a, time is a limited resource, right? And so you've got to make kind of selfish decisions about certain stuff. I mean, I'm going to kind of, uh, if I if I may, I want to try to summarize some of the things that we've talked about today to bring it back to a, to a point where I know you're a busy person. I want to let you get back on with your life or back on with your me time or whatever it is you need today. Um, Moon, I think this is a wonderful place to finish. I've just heard this fantastic line from you is that it, is you've got to set the vision, but you've got to give others the authority to be able to run through with that vision. And as you say, working with an all Asian team, I mean, it's, 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 you know, we still understand that uh, the Asian education system has created a certain kind of uh, great worker, but sometimes they're looking for an authority figure to tell them about stuff. But I've heard some really wonderful things from you over this over the period of this short uh, podcast. If you have no career path, make your own. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you've got you've got to invest in your own future. Right? And you said this wonderful thing about be lucky enough to be fired and to go broke. So I think this idea of, you know, um, the challenge, you know, getting to a kind of almost like an end and then that end gives you the motivation to go out and do what it is you really, really want to do. Have your own pathway. This is the only way to be successful. And in some ways, if you said it, you said you're a good girl, you grew up, you know, uh, you, you went to school, you did all the right things, but nonetheless, you were a rebel. You challenged and you asked questions. So be a rebel. You don't have to be a, a, a terrible person, but be a rebel. Challenge the system. Ride the wave of new things, new technologies, new ideas. Don't reject new ideas. Engage with them. Think about your leadership style. And you definitely came up with something that works for you. Um, I like this idea of where you mentioned, you know, the vision being a kind of religion. And I think that's very, very appropriate for how the way a lot of leaders lead these days. But having this, uh, understand who you are. You have built loyalty through compassion. That's how you're structuring your leadership because that's who you are. And this comes back to authenticity, which is something a lot of leaders talk about. And tell people what you want from them, 
right? You've said to people, I need you to tell me when I'm wrong. I'm engaging with you and authorizing you <laughs> to tell me when I'm wrong. And in a sense, that's leading, it's telling people, it's being prescriptive, but you're giving them permission to do what it is you need to do. And I think this is a, a it's a really nice blueprint for a very successful leader. And, and obviously you've done very, very well with DigitSense and, uh, and all of the enterprises that you've done. What I've also heard from you today though, is that you've got to understand when you're wrong, right? Yep. And another thing that, Brett, that came out very, very strongly in a lot of the conversations with you is this idea of perseverance. Yeah. Um, and I, I remember hearing, I watched a, a movie about the McDonald's founder, um, if that's what you want to call him. And he constantly talked, right? It's a great film. I really enjoyed it. But he constantly talked about this idea of perseverance. You know, there is nothing else. Everything else is just an additional thing. You can be charismatic. You can have great ideas. But if you do not persevere, you will never be successful. Mm-hmm. This idea of learning how to apologize, right, as a leader, we can be wrong, right? And, and you're obviously a very gracious leader. Uh, and you say you've learned how to apologize. Mentoring. Mentor up, mentor down, reach out, but reach out to, you know, don't be, I mean, be selective, but don't be limited or kind of prejudiced in the kind of mentoring that you approach. It could be from all sorts of different uh, directions. Reach out to others for advice, right? You talked about being an introvert, and I think a lot of, you know, a lot of people who are in the public eye share this introversion. I don't think, you know, not everybody is born an extrovert, very few genuine extroverts in the world but embrace your introvert but challenge yourself to move out of your comfort zone and I think you've done that very very well I really love this statement you talked about too about business being about integrity and honesty and I think if there's anything that anybody should learn from this conversation it's really that that business is about integrity and honesty the goal is about not losing your clients money so, so, you know, if the, if the advice that you're going to give them or if the, if the demand that they're making of you, you feel will end up losing the money, I think it is your, your, your behoven to tell them that this could well lose the money. Develop this external personality, but also know when you need to have time for yourself and understand yourself and create those moments where you can have that me time. And, and the final kind of point of this is this prioritizing your engagements. You don't have to say yes to everything. It's easy, as you said, especially when you're starting out, to kind of say yes to everything. But then you go there, you spend two times and think about, well, if I was doing something else during this time, could that have been more valuable for me, my clients, my family, my friends, or whatever? Mm-hmm. Time is limited. And, and that's one of the things I, uh, I heard very, very strongly from you today. It's a resource. Make the most mm-hmm. of it. Yep. Moon, it, it's been amazing talking to you today. I really, uh, you inspire me. Um, and you inspire me for several reasons. One, because of what you've already achieved, but all, also about what I think the world can be in the future. Um, you've got a lot of time ahead of you to grow and develop, but you've already got to this incredible place in your life. So thank you so much for your time today. It, is there anything else that you'd like to kind of leave us with as a as a parting statement? Um, I would say try to be yourself a little bit more to everyone, um, especially leaders or people who are aspiring to be a leader. Just try and understand yourself more before you do anything. It really does help a lot. <laughs> it makes things way quicker, way easier for you. Don't don't just try and you know copy whatever other people are doing. 
Don't copy, be yourself, be authentic. Yeah. Moon, thank you so much for your time today. No, thank you so much. My pleasure. You can listen to this podcast live on the fourth Monday of every month on ICRT and after that on the ICRT website, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for Leadership Matters by Stephen Parker. You can also check out my social media. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, everywhere. We'll see you next time.